Happy Holidays from the Prince Charmings of Podcasting, Chris and Will. Happy Holidays. This holiday season, come celebrate with us during our Chris and Will's Holiday Celebration. This holiday season, we're giving away numerous prizes during November 7th until the end of December 2021. To win some holiday prizes, all you have to do is go to our website and register. We'll announce our winner on our show, or you can find out on our website or social media site. Holiday music is now playing on our online radio station via the TuneIn app called Go Live. We have several specialty shows, including episodes airing of our new show called At Home Journal and episodes of another new show called Characters in the Box. And you know, we may even add some stuff during the season. Go to our official website at chrisandwill.com, on Instagram at chris.and.will, or on Facebook under The Real Prince Charmings. Happy Holidays from Chris and Will. Hey fans, we all love some good music. A variety of music. What if we could bring Chris Will Studios to you 24-7? That's a long work schedule. Maybe, but you know, we just might have it. The best variety of music from multiple decades live on your phone 24-7 with our Gay Orlando Live online radio station. Better known as Go Live. Download the TuneIn app and search for Go Live or go to chrisandwill.com for more info. So, tune in! 24-7 worldwide. Feel the hits. Go live. What's this? What about our life? Is it that bad? No. What about our life with Chris and Will? Oh, the show that gets you talking. Yeah, and these two haven't stopped talking for three seasons. (laughs) Why did the picture go to jail? I don't know why. Because it was framed. (laughs) Okay, buddy. Hello, welcome to another great episode of what about our life with chris and will yes how are you guys are you guys getting ready for the holidays thanksgiving and then of course christmas love the holidays today on this show we are going to introduce you to our chris will holiday celebration going on right now plus we have a good friend and a returning guest on the show i'm really excited about this and we're going to talk about her new book Consider your ass kiss. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is right. the title of the book. Yes, yes, yes. So let's. So first, let's talk about our first annual Chris Will Holiday Celebration. Now, we always love the holidays. We really go extravagant for the holidays. Mm-hmm. We have closets and closets of Christmas decorations. It literally takes us at least a week or two to get them all up and then of course take them all down but what's really interesting though is it's like okay so you have all of this christmas stuff in the closet right but it's like not like all kind of smushed in there but we got a lot of stuff we do we do well a lot of it actually for our outdoor decorations um, you know, some of that stuff is as old as I am. And some of the stuff that we have inside is actually older than I am. Yeah. In fact, we actually have 
a piece that's inside our house. It's uh, three bells that are electronic, yes. and it, it rings. Oh, my God, yes. And when you turn it on, it rings. That was actually my, um, gosh, my my grandmother's. Oh. My grandmother's, and she got that back in the mid-'70s, I think. So it's very old. Yeah. Then I have a ceramic Christmas tree. Yes, yes. That... Uh, came from my great grandmother mm-hmm. and she got that I want to say in the 60s wow. so and all that still works we take good care of it it's very um it's great pieces plus I have ornaments and stuff that I I still have a lot of decorations that I have yeah. from growing up as a kid Me too. and a lot of our our outdoor decorations is stuff that we put up at my parents house growing up now my parents are still alive they just they just don't put up outside lights anymore. So what I did, they had a full attic full of all Christmas. So I actually took it. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually gave it all to me. So I took it. And then we were in uh, houses at the time. And we decorated all out on our houses. And, uh, you know, now we're in a smaller space. But we have our whole balcony that surrounds oh, yes. it our wraps, own place. Yes. Yes. We're allowed to do the same thing. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff that we have is as old as I am, if not older. So there's a lot of history in it. Plus, there's a lot of history of of Willie and I from stuff that we've collected over the years. Yeah, like we have one particular one. I think it was we got it in 2000 or like the first year that we met. And it's this tiny little elf that's putting in a putting like mail in a slot to Santa Claus and it's an outdoor decoration yeah, and I an love it because it's decoration. happy it's ha- it's a happy elf I love it it's just well little, you know there's yes. so many everything is a story in our place yeah and when people come and visit us it, it's um it's literally it's called the museum because they literally take a tour and everything has a story to it Including our Christmas tree, and I want to say we've st- said this before, mm-hmm. but the Christmas tree that we have is still well intact, and it's over 20 years old mm-hmm. for an artificial tree, 20 years old. And in fact, it was the wrong tree that we were not supposed to get, because I remember we went shopping for a artificial tree in early uh, 2000. Yes. And uh, everything was way out of our price range. We couldn't afford it. And the one tree that we did want was this one, but it cost so much. Mm -hmm. And so we bought the next one that was cheaper. And I brought it home. He had gone to work. He came back and I showed him the tree and he thought I went back and bought the expensive one. And I go, no, they packaged it wrong. The tree that we actually wanted was in the box of the tree that was the cheapest. And fate said we needed to have it. Yes. So that tree actually has been in our life and traveled with us for many places for over 20 years and was the place that we set our vows for last year uh-huh. um, when we said I do. So there's a lot of great memories with it. So a lot of our Christmas stuff and Christmas experiences um have a lot of great memories. So we came up with the celebration that says we're going to share those memories with you. 
And on our website, oh my gosh, you yes. can go see <laughs> numerous pictures. Now, this is not all the pictures. Right, yeah. But you can see all the numerous pictures of us over the years of places we visited. Um, the Christmas tree that we talked about is on there. You can see it at different locations and from last year. Uh, just all kinds of our holiday celebration of, of Chris and Will throughout yeah. the years. Uh, over the years, Christmas photos all over our website. Yes. All over our website. Yes, Not just yes. the main page. Not just the main page. All it's over just, our website. So just... go and adventure through that. Yeah. So not only that, we're doing several other events to mm -hmm. celebrate with you. And we have teamed with several um, individuals, partnered with several companies, uh, corporations. Organizations. To help make yes. a lot of this possible. So mm -hmm. we're going to share what they do for Christmas for you, to you. Yes. And a lot of we're going to be traveling for the next two months, showing you our experience and all the different holiday stuff in different locations. Um, they are going to be featured in our new show, which we've talked a little bit about. It's called At Home Journal. It gives you a personal experience. It's our reality show of Chris and Will. It's our at-home life of what we do. And we talk about the numerous things outside of work and outside of uh, what we do out into the public. And we travel. Part of it is traveling. So part of those segments from traveling at different places is going to be part of that show. Plus, we have great cooking segments with Celebrity Chef Blythe Beck. OMG. Yes. yes. With her and her friends, <laughs> she's going to share some cooking tips with you um, and get you geared up for the holidays for Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's going to be featured on our show. Yes. Plus, we have a whole special episode that we've dedicated to the Give Kids the World organization. Uh -huh. And we're actually right now in the middle of filming segments of their holiday event called Night of a Million Lights. Amazing. It is such a great event. We've already been there. Oh my gosh, We've yes. We've already taken a tour. We got an upfront look of what it looks like mm -hmm. and what we're going to do. It is wonderful. It is absolutely wonderful. So those segments are going to be in special episodes of At Home Journal. Mm -hmm. The uh, There's going to be those startup of that show will begin this month, November, and we'll do several episodes in November and December. And then we'll keep going into the new year. That's part of our new show. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Then we're going to do a special dedicated episode to Give Kids the World, uh, the organization, as well as a Night of a Million Lights, their event. We've got a special interview that we're going to do on this show. Yes. For the holidays. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do for the first time ever... We are going to be broadcasting our show from the event itself. Yes, yes. Yes, so you're going to get that experience. So we're excited about that. Plus yes. we got more stuff, We more things that we're, gonna, we're announcing, more possible holiday episodes, more stuff we're adding to At Home Journal and so forth. Plus all of our friends get to enjoy with us another great show that we will be 
releasing out next year. It's called Characters in a Box. Oh my all goodness. of our friendly friends, our puppets, yeah. and all the characters from that world is gonna be reading some great stories to you and telling you a lot about Christmas during the holiday season. So we have several of those episodes that'll air in December. Plus we have another show that we're possibly gonna show you called Heart and Soul that will air its first episode in the next month or two. Plus a new show that we have with Blythe Beck, her pilot episode, you're gonna get to preview that mm -hmm. in the next month or so. so. So much going on. Wait, is there another plus? Oh yeah, there's a lot more. <laughs> we have holiday merchandise that's on our website. You guys, this is amazing. Like seriously, like when you go to kristenwell.com and you look at, I think it's under brands, correct? Or it's the marketplace. The marketplace. the marketplace, that's right. It gives you a preview of all the stuff that we've come up with so that you can have as a part of, you know, that you can have with you during the holidays. So basically how we celebrate our holidays, now you get to either have it in, like we've talked about before, the Williams heart pin, or you can have it as a t-shirt or an ornament for your tree. We have so many yeah, stuff going do. on. We do, we do, we do. We're so excited about it. And um, there's only a few of the William Hart pins left. Yes. My uh, gosh, we are those not, are... We are actually wow. not making more of the pins until next year. Mm -hmm. So this will be your final time. We have a new pin that's out. Plus, we have the Williams Hart t-shirt that just came out. Yes. We have ornaments. And with every purchase... That's right, yes. For the holidays, we have a specialty, personalized, Hallmark Christmas card that you get, plus you get to purchase a bulk of the Hallmark Christmas cards. So for the first time ever, we are working with Hallmark to make these great Christmas cards mm -hmm. and to help celebrate Christmas for you. Yes. Plus, we have more. Our radio station on TuneIn called Go Live Radio yes. has Christmas music in rotation. Uh -huh. That's right. We have Christmas music that we're going to be playing all day long during our Sunsets and Wine show that's in the evening on weekdays, nonstop Christmas music. Then on Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving, Christmas music all day long. Then on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after Christmas, we have Christmas music all day long there too. Yay! So you yes. can get into the holiday spirit with Go Live as well. So... Uh, so yeah, so we have all kinds of things. Plus, <laughs> plus, we're gonna be giving away prizes. Ooh. That's right. We have several prizes that we're gonna be giving away, and you just keep listening to our shows and going to our website. Yes. Where you'll register. Yes. And you'll get all the information. We'll do the drawings, and somebody will win some of our gifts that we're giving out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And of course, we have numerous partners that we're going to be recognizing throughout our shows for the holiday season because without them we can't do much and we can't make this happen so you're going to celebrate the holidays like we do yeah and we go out with a bang i mean our our memories with the holidays have always been great and this event is it, it's just it's such a wonderful event i think well I, it I, is i mean there's it's not just bam one thing i mean there's so much going on like we've discussed before there's a lot of stuff on our website too so i mean it's you can find out far more detailed stuff on our website yeah we are so busy you guys yeah i mean <laughs> we are really so busy with doing a lot of filmings a lot of recordings 
just getting a lot of things ready for this holiday season plus for next year. I mean, yeah. we've got a lot of stuff to plan for for next year, which kind of goes into our our next topic. But go to our website at kristenwill.com to get all the details about the Chris and Will holiday celebration. It's all over the website, all the announcements on our social media sites as well. We're going to talk about them numerous times here on the show. But that's the that's what we're announcing. And we got so much going on and, and we just want you to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. make sure you go to our website, chrisandwill.com to get all the holiday information. And, you know, we, we're we we're loving this. Oh, we're, definitely. We're yes. loving this. Yes. I know you're going to love it just as much. But let's go into our next topic while we still have some time. Our next topic, we're going to talk about what's your story. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, it's good to start off our holiday celebration with this episode to talk about your story and mm-hmm. what makes you you. And, and a lot of what our holiday celebration does really outlines Chris and Will and what our brand is about. Our brand is about caring and our brand is about, we really, we tell stories. We're storytellers. Yes. That's exactly what mm-hmm. we are. And, you know, in all the projects that we do, we, you know, we, we put in little, um, what do they call it? Easter uh, eggs? It's, yeah, Easter eggs. <laughs> in it. And they reference several different things about that's gone on in our life that but people it's don't so, know. But it's so interesting you bring that up, though, because even though we put Easter eggs in, and this is a reference to what you said before, everything in our in our place is basically has a story to it. Like, you, you just can't look at one thing and just know, okay, it's there. No, the it ha- everything has a story well, it's to it. interesting because the documentary, of course, um, out of not out of our control. It's out of our control that uh, it's being pushed to next year because of COVID and a lot of the delays from films. Unfortunately, the big boys take priorities than our than we do. We'll get there one day, but next year we have a solid date to, so we can put it in more theaters. Yes, and get it out there. So next year. The date hasn't been set yet, but it will be. But even with the documentary, people that have seen it always like, are you guys going to do a second one? It's like, (laughs) we probably will. We don't know. But, you know, all of our projects cover so many different details that, you know, if we did do a second one, then it's probably it will just cover the details that those projects didn't cover. Correct. Um, You know, so everything is relatable. As a writer, I always like to have the personal experiences because sometimes those personal experiences are better to get people to understand and relate to certain topics. Mm -hmm. Now, fantasy projects and stuff like that, you can still have relatable instances in them. You're You're just telling them differently. You're showing the visuals are much different. So, you know, our brand is, of course, telling the story and all the hardships and the things that we've done and gone through in our life. So that's what Chris and Will is about. We're giving you real. I think every celebrity we've always met, even from when we started in Hollywood, has all sat there and said, you guys are the real thing. Yes. You're so real that it's, it's just remarkable. And so any project that we do is exactly that. Mm-hmm. It, it showcases the real. And, you know, it, it's just 
like, again, my cooking styles are so different than some of these chefs out there. But that's what makes you stand out, That's what makes me stand out. And the book that I've been writing forever will finally (laughs) come out next year. Um, And it's a journal. It really is a journal mixed in with several foods. But think of it like this. Okay, so you've been working on that for who knows how long, right? But it's just like when you're cooking, right? You have your, you're different than all the others, right? And so when it's ready, you know that it's made with love. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, if we can help people, that's that's our brand. You know? If yeah. we can make somewhat of a difference, that's our brand. If we can understand you better, that's our brand. Yeah. You know? That's who we are. We care. And, that, and we want to continue that legacy for as long as we can because it's important. Mm-hmm. It's very much important. Um, you know, we've been asked, well, what makes you guys important? What separates you from the other couples and stuff like that? And it's like, well, we're not keeping our life a secret. It's basically, (laughs) we've gone through a lot of stuff and we've been through a lot of fields and we basically, what makes us different is that we are survivors, just like all the rest of the survivors. We just got a story to tell. But you know what? I think it's not just a story to tell. But, I mean, there's, now correct me if I'm wrong, but there's some people who just write stories. And then there's people who write stories because they've experienced stuff. And then there's people who write stories because they've experienced stuff. But then you get on the other side and other people get something from that. And then it becomes something greater than just that story and experience. You know, the hardest thing about stories, I think, is having to learn from them yeah because there's a lot of things that you just don't want to admit and Mm -hmm. you know sometimes you even have to set those limits you don't want to set limits with we set limits with each other and we cross them all the time (laughs) but we set limits with each other simply because i think that in for me at least i think every couple needs to have those boundaries amongst each other because if you don't then you're going to clash you're going to clash, you're going to fight, and you're just going to get so irritated with one another. And, you know, it. even when we lived in a one-bedroom a one apartment and we didn't have that space, we always put things in certain areas to where, you know, we found separation. And believe it, it or not... it wasn't really separation, though. It was more of, um, I would say, <laughs> designated area sounds really bad. But I think it's more just saying that... You're sharing a combined space while still having your own space, if that makes sense. Yes, we set boundaries in a sense, and we Uh. set limits. Because there would be part of how we had to learn is Willie had to learn, okay, when Chris is doing certain things, you don't bother him. You leave him be. And the way Chris has had to learn is how Willie has to go through days in life in certain conditions, in certain ways. And... You know, and and you had to kind of adapt to how he is and who he is, and, and vice versa. But in there... fact, we we put stuff in closets. We we, put, <laughs> we did. We would set up an office in a closet yes, yeah, just yeah. to separate the space. I mean, literally, just to separate the space. But you will admit, though, it was. I won't say it was short lived, but there's that time to where you're like. You just want to peek in. You just say, what you doing? And you just kind of like, there would be times like you'd be working on stuff. And like, I kind of want to be in the same room as you. But I don't want to be like right next to you. But you know, like if there's a, another TV in the room and I want to play video games or something, I'll just put on the headphones and I'm in my 
space or part of the room. Well, he's still in the room, and he's and girl, working we get, on his thing. We get thing. on each other's nerves. But, oh, my but God. But as we've talked about before, we're around each other 24-7. Gosh, Willie gets on my nerves yeah. so much that it's just like, wow. He's like the worst blister that you can get that you can't get rid oh, of. Oh, come on. You have your points, too. So I want to Don't even. Oh, my goodness. Don't it even. It is just crazy. But you, we love each other, and that's, that, that is reality. You know that. We... It's sort of like, I don't want to see you, but hey, what you doing? You can't, You just want to embrace each other and know that each other is there. But then you're like, well, just kind of go to the side for a moment while I'm doing this because I'm in the zone doing something, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's still, it's just, oh, we do do things. We do, we do do things. But, um, but like I said, we have to do things on this show a little bit different for the holidays because we do have some stuff and people that we have to recognize and we do have to give them a little bit of credit. So right now we're going to take a pause. We're going to allow them to step in and they're going to showcase how important they are to us and why they are important for this show. So take a little breather. We're going to take a little break. I know it's a little, it's abnormal, but we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Twas the night of a million lights, when all of the village was lit up with over a million Christmas lights. I couldn't believe my wandering eyes as I looked around as over 100 magnificently lit villas told me a story. And now I wondered, was I dreaming or is this real? When all of the sudden Santa appeared for a meet and greet surrounded by holiday fun. It's the night of a million lights at the Give Kids the World Village going on November 12th through January 2nd in Kissimmee, Florida. Chris and Will recommend this holiday event to all that want to help a good cause and feel the magic within themselves this holiday season. You can go to our website at chrisandwill.com for more details. GKTW.org is their website for more information and to purchase your ticket to this grand holiday event. Night of a Million Lights at the Give Kids the World Village, 210 South Bass Road, Kissimmee, Florida, 34746. It was then we realized we all had a good night and how we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a blessed new year. Hi, I'm Cammy, and I want to tell you about one of the most amazing places in the world, Give Kids the World Village. It's a magical place where kids with critical illnesses come from all over the world for one amazing week. They get to visit Central Florida's coolest theme parks, celebrate at nightly parties, and enjoy delicious meals. And it doesn't cost them a thing. To learn more about how this magical place works and how you can help, visit GiveKidsTheWorld.org. We are so excited. We thank them for being a part of our Christmas holiday celebration that we have yes we are so excited and now we go into our next type of topic is writing your own book we kind of we've always been talking about that mm -hmm. is writing your own book you know what first of all you got to identify who you what your style is you know i always call people by style because at the end of the day it doesn't matter what your background is your heritage it doesn't matter your orientation that doesn't matter what matters is how you view yourself and how you view yourself is how the world's gonna view you. And that's really all that matters because once you walk out that door, um, that's 
it's it's free for all from there. So basically, but don't force it though. No, I mean, you yeah. you you've got to set that tone yeah. for yourself, and you've got to take it with responsibility. Like for example, if you want to be a nudist, that's your business, <laughs> and you want to walk out that door yeah. butt naked, that's your business too. You know that you know that you can't walk around town butt naked because it's illegal. But that's responsibility that you have to take if you get caught. And two, if you don't like people uh, wondering what you look like, then don't go out looking, be naked. I mean, at the end of the day, um, that's just, you got to identify your style. That's the best example you can have. That's okay. a great example. Okay. Great example. Take a journal. Take some personal time. A lot of people do a lot of meditation and and they do all kinds of stuff. Whatever it takes to get you to breathe and get you to get to the next step, that's what you've got to do. You have to find a way to rebalance yourself. Yeah. You, you really do. You have to take that time to breathe. You know, we are around each other all the time. And one of the things that we do is we respect each other's uh, request on finding that time. Yeah. Because we have to. We have to. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, we're going to kill each other. <laughs> you know, so it, having balance is necessary. And you know what? If you want to go out more and you're in that companion with that companion that doesn't want you to, then you guys need to have that conversation because you also have to make sure that you have freedom. Because when we decided to get married, the one thing that we said is that was not going to change who we are. When we yeah. decided to label this and make it a relationship, we sat there and said, this was not going to put us in, in jail and say, this is relationship jail. It was We were still going to have the freedom to make decisions that we want. We were still going to demand respect from each other. And we're still going to learn how to communicate and work with each other because we cannot, we can, the only thing that we should be changing is our time with one another. Well, I think an important thing, too, is don't be afraid to speak up or talk to your partner or who you're with or even if it's whatever relationship you're in. Because if you're trying to please the other person or you're trying to keep the peace, then by not speaking up, I think will only cause problems later yeah, on. You got to find you, that and balance. And yeah, it may be you may feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable, or you may feel like scared of that person. But don't, because honestly, if your partner or the person you're in a relationship is or in with truly loves you, they're going to be there to help you. They want to Dude, hear you. Knew, they want you to speak. We up. knew what our problem between the two of us was the the moment it started. We knew it. Our problem, I know, problem on top of that was we knew what the problem was, but we were having a problem trying to get rid of the problem and, <laughs> and yeah. stop the problem. Exactly. And we kept carrying it on. And that problem is, is we've let too many people mm -hmm. decide what's best for Chris and Will. Yeah. And we, we eventually got out of that because when, you know, we've said this story many a times before, we knew what we wanted to do and how we needed to get there. And though we had families criticizing us for yeah. doing what we were doing and telling us, why are you guys living in your car? Because if I move back home, I'm not going to go after what I originally wanted to go after in the first place. We had to make those decisions. We had to force ourselves to grow up. That's part of growing up. You, you have to fail. You have to do things wrong and make mistakes. That's part of growing up. And we kept with that. 
we are happy to, that we kept with that. Yeah, instead but, of trying to fit in and saying you want to be like this couple or you want to, you yeah, you know, you want to do this. I mean, it, it it it's not beneficial. No, no. And with because of that, we made a lot of great experiences in our life. Yeah. And, you know, our show, our documentary, our life, the things, our celebration, everything is that that it's that autobiography that's telling you that story. And it's gonna. We're gonna keep telling that story, and that's what the beauty part of it is. Mm -hmm. And the beauty part of it is, is our guest today is a returning guest. We've had her on our show before. We are so happy to have her again. We've been waiting for her book to come out. It is a wonderful book. She goes into all the different experiences that she had growing into Hollywood. We've talked about some of them on our show before. And we're going to talk more about it again. Our guest is Ruta Lee. She is a Hollywood legend. Her new book is called Consider Your Ass Kissed. Wonderful book. She actually has an insert from the late Alex Trebek. They were close friends. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad that um, that man is gone. And But they had such a great relationship. Yeah. And they actually hosted a game show called High Rollers. Back in the day, they did it together. Wasn't that before Jeopardy? That was before Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. She has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes. She is considered a Hollywood legend. Her biggest film was Seven Brides and Seven Brothers. That was her biggest one. She's been on episodes of Roseanne, The George Burns Show, and The Grace Allen Show, The Lucy Show. Maverick, Perry Mason, Andy Griffith Show, and of course, she started an organization together with her best friend, the late Debbie Reynolds, which we've talked about that before. Yeah. So we are so happy to have Ruta on our show. Yes. So sit back, relax. We're going to talk to Ruta Lee coming up. Chris and Will introducing you to an amazing getaway. For the first time, we both treated ourselves to a day of pampering. If you're in the Tampa, Florida area, then please make sure to treat your own self to a day like we did at Spa Nirvana, a sanctuary for face and body, a spa day for men and women. The staff is so friendly, the place is clean, looks amazing, and the best of it, they're following the safety guidelines during these current times. Truly a professional environment. The cost isn't bad neither. Make your appointment today. Imagine a day where you can get the most incredible stress-free relaxing massage, body work, facial rejuvenation, and microdermabrasion. They have so much more to offer, including their signature facial services, including an aluminum oxide-free crystal microdermabrasion facial, the lifting facial of mature skin, and the most comprehensive, purifying, deep cleansing facial. Plus, you just can't beat the environment of soothing music. Healthy snacks and drinks, and you just have to see it for yourself. Guys, it's totally worth it. This is a weekly thing for us now, and I can't wait to go again. This is a Chris Will Highly recommendation. SpaNirvana.com is the website. You can go to ChrisandWill.com for the link as well. Spa Nirvana, 811 Court Street, Clearwater, Florida, 33756. Call 727-447-7546 to make your appointment today. Services are by appointment only and they are filling up fast. So treat yourself, your inner self, to a vacation day at Spa Nirvana. This holiday season, we want you to know we have your back. Sometimes the holidays can be hard, but always know our love for you is endless. Yes. 
Part of our brand is to help and continue to help. Help is what is needed sometimes just to be able to focus and focus the right way. Life can take a toll on you and sometimes we just want to give up. Please do not. Just like with us, you will survive all of this and no matter the current times, we are all going to live happy. We have created the Best Friends Forever Foundation, completely managed by us and our team, totally funded by our company. It is built with you in mind. You need someone to talk with, be your friend, offer you help, or just be your chat friend, well, we can help. You need help? We will set you up and pay for you to get help from the best doctors in the country. Believe me, we are in it for you. Our goal is to have assistance available to you whenever needed, even if it is to talk. We want to have a safe house for you to go to to get more assistance. These facilities will be nearest to you and guaranteed to be there for you. In dedication of celebrating you this holiday season and giving you love with awareness, we have multiple LGBTQ merchandise available online to wear close to your hearts. Proceeds go directly into our foundation. Two exclusive pins, holiday ornaments, and a once-in-a-lifetime personalized Hallmark Christmas card to help you get into the holiday spirit. Go to ChristenWill.com for all the details. And hurry, there's only a limited supply. Get your order in today so you can meet the few delivery dates this holiday season. Remember, you are loved. We love you. Love yourself, and the world will love you in return. Happy Holidays from Chris and Will. We are honored to welcome Hollywood legend, Ruta Lee. I am exceedingly well, and how are you? Oh, we are wonderful. Yes, hi. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice surprise. The legend is you, and yes. that's all that matters. Of course. Well, how nice of you to say that. What sweet words. Uh, would you mind... Uh, repeating them uh, in my obituary when the time comes, please. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, but that will never come. Yeah. Because you're going to live forever. Yes. Well, you know, uh, the Bible promises us 120 years, and I want every frigging one of those years in reasonably good health and, and at least slightly sound of mind. Uh, because I think there's still a lot I have to accomplish in this world, yes. and and I want to go about doing it. Wow. Well, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So let's let's kind of go right into it. But first, you know, I have to ask. Um, tell me about. I love the insert that Alex Trebek did. That was absolutely fantastic. And what a man. Uh -huh. So, you know, we don't get to talk much about Alex, and I know you guys have a had a very close relationship. Tell me a little bit about that relationship, because he he is so inspiring and so missed right now. So um, let's talk about that. I, I would love to talk about him. He was one of my really, really good friends. From the day we said hello, and I can't remember whether that was at NBC or whether it was in the offices of Heater Quigley, uh, who were the uh, producers of the game shows that I, I worked a lot on, like Hollywood Squares, on which I was a regular. And, uh, and of course, they did uh, PDQ, and they did a whole bunch of shows, but my show was High Rollers. Uh -huh. And Alex was the, uh, the host of the show, and I was his co-host. And it was a lovely thing to do because I was one of the very earliest of ladies to ever be involved uh, in hosting any kind of a game show. Uh -huh. And so it was a, a wonderful experience. Of course, we're both Canadian-born. I was, you know, born in Montreal, Canada, and he was born in Sudbury, 
Ontario. And uh, so we had that in common. But beyond that, we had a wildly irreverent sense of humor. And I don't know that most people in the world know that Alex had this wild, wonderful you know, he was not a joke teller. He uh-huh. didn't do jokes. Uh-huh. He he didn't deliver kind of funny things like this, but he was a joke or a comment or a sentence or a story punctuator. Yes. yes. He would put a zap line on the end of something that was being said that would knock you right off your feet, you know, and, and uh-huh. get you hysterical with laughter. And that was the lovely, joyous thing between us was able to laugh at just about everything. The other thing that most people in this world don't know about him, and in fact, I write about it in the, in my book, uh, which is irreverently called Consider Your Ass Kissed. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'll explain that in a minute. But, but what people don't know is that he could build and do anything. I swear he could build anything from a log cabin to an igloo uh, to a mansion because he uh-huh. had this wonderful sense of construction and design. And my favorite thing that I do write about in the book is that when our local hardware store was going out of business, the one that he used most, uh-huh. he bought everything in the store so wow. that he was supplied Wow, that's great. With an endless supply of stuff. And so if, if ever you needed a a certain penny nail or you needed a screw or a bolt or you needed a handle for a toilet or whatever, he had it. Wow. <laughs> and and he knew how to use it. That's the best part. Yeah. He knew how to do it all. That's crazy. That is awesome, though. I mean, he, he gives out that great persona and that wonderful personality and... It, he's just he he definitely looked like a lovable guy. I mean, definitely. You know he he was not the kind that was huggy kissy, right. um, and and pet and touch. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. he was not a touchy feely guy, but oh my God, he was good. And yeah. if you had him for a friend, you you were blessed because he uh, he was very supportive. And and what was really nice about Alex was that you didn't he he didn't come with baggage that said uh you didn't call me you didn't invite me to your last dinner thing uh i i haven't heard from you you know none of that right. you you picked up where you left off and it could have been 6 months later it didn't matter uh which is what i call a real friend one that yeah. does not kind of point point up your little uh, foibles and little what anybody can misread as a problem you know right so i i really adored him he was a great guy just great wow that's Mm -hmm. wonderful yeah so let's go into your book i know when you were on the show last time (laughs) we talked a little bit about it and i I was so impatiently waiting for it to be done and now that it is done it is everything i expected it to be yes and oh what a sweet thing to say thank you so much i can't tell you how it thrills me to hear from critics and, and non-critics, but just readers, that my voice is loud and clear, even in black and white pages. Oh, yes. uh, that, that makes me very happy to think that the tone of what I'm saying 
is is followed through and it it comes out and i'm i'm delighted about that and i i sort of have to explain my title and how it came about uh i use that expression i've used it all of my life basically uh-huh. and i'm grateful to anybody that turned on a television set because i was going to be on that came to see a movie that I was in, that came to see me in person in a theater if I was playing, and above all, the wonderful people that have filled my life and the coffers of my charity, the Thalians, yes. uh-huh. uh, which is the T-H-A-L-I-A-N-S dot org for anybody that's interested, uh, which was uh, Debbie Reynolds, my sister in charity and my sister in love, uh-huh. um, uh, was one of the founding members. I came in a little bit later. And we, for many, many years, have been raising funds uh, for mental health. We were called Hollywood for Mental Health. Uh-huh. And so whenever anybody gave me, whether it was $5 or $50 or $500,000, what could I do but say from the bottom of my grateful and loving heart, please, Consider your ass kissed. And it became so much a part of my persona that uh, my very good friend, George Pinocchio, who Uh is the red carpet man for ABC television, you know, and Uh the the Hollywood reporter for ABC, said to me, Ruta, if you ever write a book, that should be the title of your book. And I took him to heart, and he gave me very good advice because... If nothing else, it perks people up. And I keep saying, if anybody thinks it's rude or gets a little blue-nosed about it, you know, (laughs) uh, and that can happen very easily, I say, just please remember, everybody, that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on his ass. And if he can do that, I can kiss it. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, I have to say, though, with that title, when I, when I first read it, it didn't even come across as rude to me. I laughed, and it was a genuine, hearty laugh, you know? And it made me feel Good great. Girl. Oh, honey, you're in my will. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love it, too, because reading through even, like, the preface in, like, the first chapter, you know, I didn't feel like I had to, like, whatever you were saying. Like I had to analyze it or try to figure out what you were saying. I read it. It was not only simplistic, it was it was warm and very to the heart. And I appreciate that. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I appreciate your telling me that. I'm appreciate it came through because I really have great, great love for all people. And I, I'm especially partial to us Americans, because I think that we are the most generous and loving people on the face of the earth. Uh And uh, I I have so much to be grateful for, not just that came my way uh, career-wise, you know, I've I've been lucky in health, and, and I've been very fortunate that I've been able to do what I'm afraid, uh, in fact, I can share this a little with you, I'm afraid that I, the younger generation now, of Hollywood, or in quotes, showbiz, don't seem to have that spirit imbued in them that says you have to give back, either pay forward or pay back for the blessings that have come your way. I agree. And, uh, you know, I am generalizing because there are some really marvelous people. 
But overall, it's not the same as it used to be. I mean, I, I literally would pick up the phone and, and call Frank Sinatra or, or Lucille Ball or uh, Angela Lansbury, you know, uh-huh. or, or Whoopi Goldberg or whatever, and say, uh, we need you. Uh, please be the honoree for the Thalians, blah, blah, blah. And not only would they come, uh, for Sinatra, he came and he performed and he paid for the orchestra. So, I right. mean, now we're talking real generosity. But yes. the point is that all of these people did something wonderful. And I don't know whether it was a spirit that was left over from vaudeville that we all rode on the coattails of and said, you got to pay it. You've got to pay it one way or another. You got to do something good for somebody because good has come your way, you know? Because right. if we're in a business that we love doing and we actually can survive in it and feed ourselves and our families from doing something we really love, I don't care if it's selling shoes or insurance or selling yourself in on film or television. If you're doing something good that you love doing and you're earning a living from it and you have a way to live and spend the rest of your life then you gotta say thanks for it in some way amen yes absolutely and you know going on that point a little bit you guys had to work triple hard Uh to get even the smallest role in the business and so i think you know all of you you earned your titles and your your voices and your your right to who you are so i think that um the differences between the generations is is that you know you guys were kind of forced to work hard to get what you needed to get whereas nowadays it's it's not the same it's just like okay i'm just here i know this and blah 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 they do it more for the fame and the money than they do it for the point on why they're in the business does that make sense uh, for the love of the art and the love of yeah, performing yeah absolutely. uh well you know i any way you look at it working in film uh or or television whether it be live or or on film or tape is very very difficult work um no matter who and what and when you know right and i admired originally the casting directors, those people that made the choices of who they were going to submit for a role, really had to know their stuff. They right. had to go see everybody working in little theaters uh, or checking out what was happening on Broadway and going and seeing you know f- people that possibly could be put in films. And they knew their stuff. Yeah. And honest to God, I, in fact, I think I write about this in the book, that in those days, a casting director would say to the producer or the director of a film or a television show, do you want a blonde, a brunette, or a redhead? And all three of the ladies would have good credentials. The casting director knew that they could perform and fill the job well. And why? Because the casting director had done his work. Now... I find that most casting directors are secretaries from the other department who don't know poop from Shinola uh-huh. about what any performer can do. And so they have, you know, a hundred people come in to read for one line. I don't know where they get the time to, to do this, right. but it is just astounding how you go on one of these calls 
and you run into everybody you haven't seen for 20 years that has, you know, have credentials and awards and everything else, and they're there to read for one stupid line. It's uh, it's insane, totally insane. So our business has made a big change. Let's put it that way. Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I also noticed in your book that you mentioned, and I think uh, I want to say she showed up to your ceremony at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, my, I, I love her dearly, 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 Miss Mitzi Gaynor. Yes. Oh, yes, my Mitzala. Yes. <laughs> um, such a fabulous lady, Hungarian uh-huh. by birth. Uh-huh. And uh and she is still kicking. Yes. Not quite as high as she used to, let's put it that way. Uh but she's a, has become and all through the years a very good friend. And uh she was heading up the uh professional dancers society with my friend Joni Berry. Uh-huh. And of course none of us have been able to do any kind of fundraisers and that used to be the most fabulous luncheon in Hollywood uh, and all the older performers the the dancers in in all the films etc and sometimes lead dancers uh, honored somebody that was a dancer in their business and uh, Mitzi of course as as president would come out and just be so entertaining and so adorable and so funny and um well just full of vinegar you know and a great a great dame to put it that way um she's not as well as she used to be who well who the hell is anymore right, you know right but um but a great girl just great yes absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. i've always taken pride every time i got to speak with her and it's like you know you get those chills and it's just it's kind of like talking to you it's just an honor you know yes. I, I, I just you it's a happy well, feeling that is so kind of you thank you you know i never reached the superstardom of a Mitzi Gaynor or a Debbie Reynolds, my my dearest friend. But I must say, I thank God every day that I have worked in this industry for, what, 60 years? Uh And I've always been able to make a living at it, whether it was on film or, or television film or whether it was on stage or whether it was Home Shopping Network. Do you know that the most yeah. lucrative part of my entire career was the five years that I spent on Home Shopping Network. Uh, and I'd go in once a month, you know, for like a week. And I would I had a great product that I believed in that my husband had found uh, that was just sensational that I brought to them. And uh, it was it was sensational. So I got to spend a week a month for five years in Florida, which wasn't all bad, needless to say. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember the uh, Home Shopping Network shows because I remember not only back in back at that time, uh, Joan Rivers used to do a lot yes. of those. I mean, she sold a lot. Yes, of stuff. but Joni jo- was Joni on Home Shopping or on QVC? I, QVC. Yeah, that's that was right. it. Yeah, yes, QVC. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And and Joni was, of course, another friend. You know. Uh, I don't mean that we were joined at the hip, but we were friends for a long time. And boy, is that a tragedy. Oh, my God. I know. I I miss that direct sass. Love the direct sassiness from her. 
I mean, absolutely. I, yes, I miss that so much. You just you, you just don't see it anymore, and especially now when you're having you know uh, this uh, delete culture type phase uh-huh. going on. Yeah, and you know, I would just love to see her just sit there and tell the world to effing grow up. You know. <laughs> yes, yes, it's it is effing grow up is right, and I've got to tell you. You, you hit on a subject that is really such a sore point with me. I have always said laughter is what gets you through almost anything and everything. Yes. If you can just see the humor, uh, even in somebody falling down on the street, if you can laugh at, my God, <laughs> that was the, the funniest take I've ever seen. You know, whatever. Right. Americans used to be so blessed with humor, we were always we learned it from the Brits. I think uh-huh. we we were always and it was self-deprecating humor. Nobody was upset if somebody called you uh, a lard ass to whatever. You know <laughs> who cared? Right, right. You laughed and you and you went along with it, and everybody was eager to laugh at themselves, at their neighbor, and it didn't matter what color that neighbor was, didn't matter what nationality they uh, or language they spoke. You know. Everything had laughter to it, and now we are so frigging politically correct that I want to throw up. I know. It is, and we've yeah. lost our sense of humor about ourselves uh-huh. and about everybody around us, and I don't like that, and I think that that is a great, great sin we are committing uh, in, in not enjoying each other through laughter. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've kind of lost, people have kind of lost self-responsibility because even growing up, you knew what to take personal and you knew what not to take personal. And, you know, you knew who was just being funny compared to who is who is just being an asshole. You know, it, it just, yes. you knew that. Yes. So, and, and today it's just like the tiniest little thing. People just oh. don't, they don't want to take the responsibility on how to deal with it. They just automatically want to turn it into the teacher and say, no, 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 no. And it's like, why? I mean, how are you going to get through world? How are you going to get through life if you can't make decisions for yourself responsibly? I mean, it's, it's not going to stay like this forever, hopefully, but it's just a shame. Well, you're right about that pendulum. I think that it will swing. Uh, oh, please, God, let it swing tomorrow, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, it's, yes. It's, it's enough of this. It's just enough. I'm, I'm ready to throw up at all of it. So let's change the subject a little bit. Uh, um, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but so I do agree with you. So, um, you know, we've talked about before because uh, we loved Lucy. Yes. Everybody loves Lucy. But, you know, going through your book with all the moments that you've had with Lucy and just the just the life that you've been able to spend with her. It was interesting because I was watching an interview not too long ago, and I I was curious because they kind of brought up uh, Lucy's name, and I would I was curious to see how you thought about it. Um, they had basically asked or mentioned that. Um, yeah, they were talking to the Golden Girls. They were interviewing the Golden Girls when they were all alive, when the show was a hit and it was in production. And they had asked if they would get like a guest star like Lucy to come on the show when Lucy, of course, was alive. And it kind of scratched my head a little bit and, and wondered, you know, one, do you think Lucy would actually do that? Or do you think Lucy would stay away from it because it would be competition? Are you talking about Lucy coming on their show? 
Yeah. I didn't quite understand the question. I think Lucy would have been the first one there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I, I happen to believe that the writing on the Golden Girls was so fabulous. Oh, it yes. was. And, and I have never envied anybody in the world anything, but I envied every one of those broads because I just thought that was some of the best writing and then I later found out that a couple of the girls really didn't care for each other at all, and that never showed, which yes. I think is a, a kudos for keeping it nice and you know sh sunny and warm. Um, Lucy had great, great, great respect for anybody in the business that knew their stuff. And I think that she would have been the first one to be there, never mind a Lucy lookalike. Lucy would have gone on the show if they asked her. Maybe wow. they did, uh, but I can't believe that she would say no. Wow. Okay. Wow. I was just curious with that. Yes. We, I actually have had the pleasure of knowing Estelle Getty when she was alive. And that woman was just. That's she, a good time to know her when she was alive. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> knowing her now is a little difficult. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's funny. Um, but, <laughs> but she was so much fun to be around. And, you know, unfortunately, when she started getting. Uh, really sick and she started forgetting who you were that's when it started becoming extremely sad but that was such a hard-working woman I mean she took so much pride in her job and who she was and where she was going and she was just blessed that she was even casted in that show so I, I think it's astounding that she was cast in that show because she's really a very petite, delicate, pretty woman, or was. Uh huh. Yes. And to have her put on that that uh, crappy wig and and, do, yes. and age her, you know, twenty years or yeah. whatever, was was really something. But let's face it, she got the best dialogue. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. And and the writers knew how to put stuff in her mouth. I mean, she she was like Alex. Uh, she always had the punchline to something, you know, the, uh -huh. the, the topper for whatever was going on. And, uh, oh, I, I adored her. I really am just so jealous of that show. I did a series called Coming of Age, uh -huh. which really should have had the same kind of reaction that Golden Girls did. Because it took place in a retirement home. Uh -huh. in Arizona, uh, an upscale, you know, retirement village. And I got to play uh, a part that was wonderful because she didn't carry the weight of the show, my character. She was younger than most people who live in the retirement village. She kept marrying the older guys and they would die and she'd marry the next one. So they called her the Black Widow. Oh. And, and uh, it was a wonderful role. It was kind of kind of like the Estelle Getty role, you know, where right. you don't have all that much to say, but then that up, you've got it. You yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And it didn't last, but I think two seasons because the suits, as I put it, were so concerned about what you could say or not say. And I kept thinking, are you guys watching the golden girls? It's astounding what they can say and do uh -huh. and with innuendo or even outright. 
Right. And and somehow it wasn't taken offensively. Right. And why? Because it was laughter at yourself. Now look, who thinks that sex is the funniest thing in the world except us old people? You know, <laughs> been there, done that. Yes. And that old that whole big magilla about sex is is laughable as you get older and you say, "Oh my lord, what what your uh, <laughs> routines do we turn ourselves inside out with acrobatics trying to do the, the right thing sexually?" And it's a joke and it's a wonderful joke and it should have been a wonderful show, but I think that uh, in our case they smothered our series to death with wow. propriety and oh we can't say that and oh uh, the office said no we can't do that and oh anyway boring 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 and good material went boring yes that's such a shame you also know uh i just noticed in your book you also know uh carol lawrence yes 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 um she um i i know for from when she was still married way back when to um Oh, Lord, uh, the singer. I'm, I'm doing a blank on his name now. It doesn't matter. I'll come back to it. And I'll call you at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, when I think of it. Um, but she came to work for the Thalians for us. And uh, uh, we and then we did some stuff together here in Palm Springs. And she's, you know, one hell of an entertainer, let's face it. Oh, yes. And uh, uh, a, a lovely girl, a, a totally lovely girl. I didn't see her for quite some time. Oh, Lord, where does the time go? How does it get away from us? I know, I know. Well, she's been kind of quiet lately. We tried uh, reaching out. I, I knew her um, a while back. We were working on a project uh -huh. with her. And, um, you know, so we would keep in touch every now and again. But recently she's been kind of quiet. So, you know, I'm I'm sure she's just kind of taking it easy, I guess. But, yeah, it's definitely Well, yes, talent. we've all come to an age, you know, where the leading lady roles are simply not there for us anymore. And uh, like Carol and like myself and like a few other people, uh, we don't want to play the little wizened old ladies, even though, you know, we're in our 80s. You, you're just not quite ready for that. Oh, yeah. Right. And, uh, and uh, so, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I wish to God that we had more kind of roles for more mature ladies other than Angela, who gets them all, and Lansbury. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she, she gets all the roles now. Oh, I love She her. got all the roles all my life that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. So tell me, what was your most favorite thing writing about in the book? Wow. Uh, uh, well, I, I think that while most people will adore anything with the celebrities, you know, that, that was great fun. But from the heart... It would be the one chapter, which is not nearly enough. I gave it short shrift. Uh, the chapter on my grandmother, huh. who lived under the the communist boot for all those years in Lithuania, and in her 90s got deported to Siberia, and my grandfather, uh, his legs were frozen on the train that they were being deported on, you know, one of those cattle, right. open cattle cars. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, his legs were frozen, and when they took the boots off at one of the way stations, the flesh came off oh. with the boots. 
And gangrene set in, and she didn't know it because she had to continue on. The train went on when he was taken off. Uh, And uh, he died there. Uh, Then, of course, the tortures of living in Siberia. And why? Why this 90-year-old woman? And the only thing I can think of, and, and when I was there, I asked the question, and nobody could really give me an answer. I assume it was the attempt to repatriate the Baltic countries and Poland and Czechoslovakia, etc., with communists from the Soviet Union, from Russia. Of course, it was all now called the Soviet Union. And in fact, as I, when I was a child growing up, Lithuania wasn't even on the map unless it was a really old map. None of those countries. It was all called the Soviet Union. Uh-huh. And and uh, so I, I did the chapter on my crazy adventure of uh, when we got word that she was dying uh, and I was really distressed because I had been trying for some 12 years to get her out of the first Siberia and then from Lithuania when she was allowed to return. Wow. And uh, I picked up the phone and called Khrushchev. The more wine my friends poured that night, the more evident it became that I should do something quite dramatic. (laughs) Right. And making a person-to-person call to Khrushchev in the Kremlin was pretty friggin' dramatic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, that's, I think, the thing that touched my heart the most. And, and, and what I wanted to share with my readers, and hopefully they will share with the young people who have no frigging idea of what socialism, next step up communism brings, other than pain, torture, nothing, nothing good comes of it. Uh And and I wanted to share that with people, and I wanted to share how my grandmother had always wanted to come to America. And when we finally, after, and it's all written in the book, when we finally got off the plane, and she when we first landed in the United States, and and we didn't have jetways then, uh, we just walked down the ladder to the tarmac, Uh and she took her steps down and dropped to her knees, kissed the ground, looked up to heaven and said, Alo, America, Achudieve, which is in Lithuanian, thank you, God. And, you know, it brings me to tears every time I even think about that and how blessed to her America was and how we are so frigging entitled to everything. You know, know, we forget that people fought for the freedom that we have. People still die to have freedom in whatever country they're in. Lithuania lost lots of young people who for 67 years tried to get communism off their backs. And now it's a free country. And people have to strive and work, and we forget about that in America. And yeah. I'm so worried that our young people are not learning that at all. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I agree. I think we've taken too much history out of the classroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and how? And changed it. Yes, exactly. Changing the history. Yes, exactly. To flavoring it differently, you know, I uh, come on. Yeah, I know. 
Oh well. I know. So, so, <coughs> do you think that uh, do you think that you completed the book, or do you think you're eventually going to have more to say? Hell no, I haven't completed it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a girl. Reading it now has left me saying, "Oh my God, I didn't talk about that. I meant to mention that. Oh, I didn't talk about Lucy on that. I didn't uh, say anything about Frank on that. I, what about Dean? You know, there are things still left to be done. But but the first thing I want to do is really do a, a full book on the the Soviet adventure that I had and calling Khrushchev and doing that because I I think. I think that whole thing needs to be expanded, and what's more, um, that could be a movie, and I just have to cast now about who's going to play me. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Who, who do you think, who would you want to play you? Gosh. <laughs> Gosh. They're, they're, I don't know all of the gorgeous young people now, Uh but it would have to be somebody with a wicked sense of humor uh-huh. and with kind of enough bravura and yet still enough glamour to represent the Hollywood scene side, you know. Uh, I don't know. You're going to have to help me. Will you send me a list of who you think? <laughs> you know, yes, absolutely. You know, um, there is a show on Netflix. I don't know if you've watched it. It's called Hollywood. Yes. And, you know, wow. <laughs> we have always been a uh, Patti LuPone fan. Uh-huh. And, you oh, know, yeah. watching her in that movie, wow. you know, like, Damn, I didn't know she could do that. I uh-huh. didn't know she wow, she was just so incredible. Yes. And she had so many different personalities and and so forth. So you never know. Maybe a Patty Lapone might take you as uh play uh Ruta Lee. Oh well that would be not bad, except that we need somebody much younger than Patty or myself to play us. Uh, well. You know, stop and think about it. I mean, because all of this happened when I was you know, right. uh, 17, 18, uh, 19, yeah. 20, 21. And, uh, you know, when I went to the Soviet Union, I think I was maybe 22 or something like that. So uh, it, it would take somebody that can play that young. Maybe uh, Melissa uh, McCartney. Who? Uh, Melissa McCartney. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. one one never knows, does yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's great. Well, that I I think I better write it and sell it for a screenplay first before <laughs> we start casting. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That is great. That is great. So, what would you say? The I mean, look, we're going to go into your organization in a yes, minute, and yes. I'm sure that's got a a, a crap load of of uh, great memories to talk about. But what would you say would have to be the biggest I will never ever 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 forget moment in your life I mean beyond Hollywood and in Hollywood would be well I mean there are moments that do certain things to you yes Um, that moment that I just described about my grandmother dropping to Uh her knees on the ground and thanking God for finally you know well into her 90s being in America was very important. Um, I write about a stunningly beautiful moment in my life 
in the book when I was doing one of the USO shows, and yes. we were in Gr- Greenland, and uh-huh. I was up at Thule Air Base, uh, almost uh, at the North Pole, you know, and um, we went to Midnight Mass in what was the rec hall, the theater, the basketball court, and church. Uh, for you know, the stage got turned into an altar, and we had midnight mass. The men's uh, chorus were, was doing Christmas carols, and it was lovely. And we walked out of mass, and the air base was uh, playing all sorts of beautiful Christmas carols that were being broadcast through every loudspeaker on the base, and it had to be about. 40 below zero, so we're talking cold. Yeah. Uh (laughs) And up in the sky, as we walked out with the Christmas carols being played, was a display of the northern lights, the aurora borealis. Yes, wow. wow. The likes of which I had never seen. And they were undulating, like going into infinity pipe organs, all of different colors. Uh-huh. And I couldn't believe how beautiful it was. And I started to weep from the beauty, and my hot tears froze on my cheeks. Wow. wow. Now that is friggin' cold. Yes. <laughs> Let's put it that, that way. That is cold. And I, I had to pick them off with my, uh, with my thumbnail. Isn't that something? That is crazy. That's cold. When hot salt water freezes, it's cold. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was a, a, a spectacular moment. Um, I, I think finding my grandmother, who had been miraculously moved when the Soviets realized that the eyes of the world were on this little starlet coming in from Hollywood to find her grandmother. She had been miraculously moved by ambulance from the tiny little town a hundred miles or so away to one of the bigger cities, Kaunas, to a hospital. And seeing my parents and my grandfather, mother and myself reunite for the first time for me and first time in 35 years for my parents was a moment that really, you know, zinged my heart, needless to say. Um, Showbiz moments, I think I also write about this. I was performing in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, my favorite theater in the country, Casa Manana. Uh-huh. And I was returning after a year's absence uh, in Hello, Dolly. And wow. when I made the second act entrance, uh, naturally, I, thank God, got my, my first time on stage, you know, and in the first act, I got my applause, which uh-huh. was lovely and, and very, very appreciated. But when I made the entrance coming down the Harmonia Garden stairs with all the waiters doing the number, and I said, Hello, Harry. Well, hello, Louie. It's so nice to be back home where I belong. The entire audience stood up and applauded for what seemed like five minutes. Wow. And the the conductor put his baton down and stood there and applauded with them. 
and my heart stopped. I, I, I welled up in tears to say, to have the acknowledgement of it's so nice to have you back where you belong. Wow. Uh, I'm talking about it now and I have chills all through my body. Oh, I Talk yeah, about yeah. a moment. Yes. That, that, yeah. you know, and, and the fact that I've had some very special ones like that all my life, but that one will never, ever, ever leave my mind or my heart or my gratitude. And so to all of those people in Fort Worth that have been my friends for so many years, darlings, consider your ass kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Great. Well, you know, we consider our ass kiss because yes. you know, <laughs> this is our, one of our most memorable moments is the fact that we get to say, hey, we're friends with Ruta Lee. Yes. Yes. You sure are. And my next question of you is, are you coming out to Tinseltown uh, in, in Hollywood is what I'm talking about in case someone doesn't realize uh, and at, at all in, in the upcoming year or so? Yes, yes, we are. We are. We we got fully vaccinated, so we are uh, well taken care of on that end. You've got my number. You know how to find me. So if you're coming this way, this is an open invitation. Don't make me call you and invite you again. I'm doing it now, okay? <laughs> oh, you so got it. So that if you come out my way, come on up to the house. I'll buy a, a cup of tea or a cup of gin or a cup of wine or something. And we can, you know, get to know each other in person and really give each other a hug yes. and a tweak on the ass, you know, and, <laughs> and let it go at that. Before we go really quick, tell our fans where they can find your amazing book and uh, all your as well as your organization. Well, thank you so much. First of all, the organization is the Thalians, and all you have to do is go to the Thalians, T-H-A-L-I-A-N-S. Thalia was one of the Greek goddesses. She was the goddess of comedy, and she also took care of stray lambs. So it seems like a very important and wonderful title for us, Thalians, and we are Hollywood for Mental Health. And now what we're doing is we have turned our attention not just from pediatric through geriatric care, but we want to focus primarily on our returning veterans, those beautiful young people that go wherever we send them in the world and put their lives on the line for us, and then they get forgotten about and don't wind up getting the best America has to offer, but sometimes, especially when it comes to the mental health aspect, fall through the cracks. So we joined up with UCLA's Operation Mend. Op Mend heals the broken and fractured bodies of these beautiful young people, and we are attempting to heal the broken and fractured mind and spirit. And so if you can send us $5, $50, like I say, $500,000, all I can do is say, please, thank you, thank you, thank you, and consider your ass kissed. And now, Consider Your Ass Kiss being the title of my book. I suggest you go to your local Barnes & Noble or to your local bookstore and ask for it and have them order it. They need to be in business, too. Yes. And you can get it on Amazon.com. Consider Your Ass Kissed, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart to all of you who are listening and to you, my beautiful hosts for taking such loving good care of me and caring about my book. 
Oh, that is wow. so touching. Thank wow. you for saying that. And of yes. course, you mean a lot to us. Yes. And, you know, we were we were there for you. And uh, I, you got my message when your uh, your amazing husband passed recently. And, you know, yes, I, I did. And, you know, anytime, you, you know, the, anytime you need us, you know where to find us. And we, we adore you. We adore you. Adore you are part of our family. Yes. So, you know. I feel like I'm part of your family and I want you to thank I want to thank you for sharing your family with me and uh, may God keep smiling on you and what can I say but please God sometimes we don't deserve it but please God keep blessing America yes absolutely yes. well Ruta thank you so much for being on our show and girlfriend we're gonna see you this year I promise uh -huh. you. yes you will okay darlings I can't wait all right take care of yourself my love Bye-bye for now, my dear ones. It's always a pleasure having returning guests come on our show so you can experience and relive their milestones in life again. Love her. We want to thank Ruta for coming on our show and giving us another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Thank you, Ruta, for your signed book. Yes! It is framed. You guys can get your copy today and go to her website at rudalee.com. We also have a link on our own website as well. Please don't forget to keep in touch with us as we have more of our holiday celebration continuing on. Yes, and you can go to our official website at chrisandwill.com, Instagram at chris.and.will, and on Facebook under The Real Prince Charmings. We do want to thank all of you for joining us and keeping us going. Remember to take care of yourself, and remember we always love you, we thank you, and remember to love yourself and the world will love you in return. For now, have a great holiday season. It's been our pleasure to have received your precious time this episode. Uh -huh. we got more to come. Yep. But for now, you guys, we got to go. Bye. Bye. Today's episode was a Chris Will production, broadcasted on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and other podcast media platforms. Show hosts, Christopher L. Ante and William Ante. Show guest, Ruta Lee. Chris Will show assistant, Ginger Lutz Ross. Chris Will show creative consultant, Tony Ross. Show introduction voiceover, Tony Ross. Business management, Janet Dickinson Menard. Recorded at the Chris Will Studios in Celebration, Florida. Produced by Chris Will, a Cali, New York company. Copyright Chris Will, all rights reserved. ChrisandWill.com for brand details. Produced November 2021.